Good evening. This is coming to you from Portland, Oregon. That's the west coast of the U.S. for all of you who aren't familiar. Tonight I'd like to give you some effective techniques to elicit change in your behavior. This episode will be dealing more with the actual doing and actual action than it will be explanations and theories of how and why they work. How they work isn't a prerequisite for these exercises to be effective and bring results. Plus, getting to the bone and being able to practice immediately will be more beneficial to everyone. And as I've said before, we can read all the books and listen to all the lectures we possibly can, but the actual doing, the actual experience, is what truly shapes us and delivers true knowledge. The first technique is called the open door technique. It's progressive relaxation. Just like the last episode when I talked about meditation and box breathing, you'll begin to notice me coming back to techniques like these again and again because they're so useful. So, find a quiet place to sit. Doesn't matter if it's a bed, floor, or a chair, wherever you're most comfortable. Start by taking deep breaths in and out while counting down from 100 to 1. As you count down, focus on relaxing the muscles in your body from your toes, to your feet, to your legs, to each part of your body as you travel upward. At each part of the body, just focus on relaxing that particular section. If your attention sways, don't get annoyed or frustrated. Don't give up and don't judge yourself. Just bring your focus back to counting and relaxing each part of your body. Depending on pace, if you get to your head and you're still counting down, start again at the toes. As far as pacing and how many numbers you count down per breath, that doesn't matter in case you're wondering. Do whatever feels right to you. After you get the hang of counting down and relaxing upward through your body, as you breathe in and out, imagine the part of your body you're relaxing turning to white or another color of your choosing that seems alleviating to you. A light blue or bright purple perhaps. Try doing this once a week, along with whatever other techniques you have going, and then work your way up from there. Of course, if you want, you can start by doing it every day. That's your choice. The point is, and this goes for any practice, once you start, keep doing it for a time. If after a few months it doesn't seem to be doing anything for you, move on to something else. It's better to do any practice consistently and have routine, rather than just doing them at random. That said, if you don't adopt this one as a routine, you can always use this when you've had a long day, when you're feeling anxious, or when you're stressed. It should help in these circumstances. It does for me. The next practice is using regular meditation with an addition from the last exercise. So, find a quiet place to sit, close your eyes, and just focus on your breathing, inhaling, and exhaling. Again, just like any other relaxation exercise, if your mind begins to wander, don't get frustrated or angry. Don't judge yourself. Don't give up. Just bring your focus back to your breathing and continue. Here's the cool part I actually found to be kind of fun. As you inhale, imagine you're inhaling a color, say neon purple or some color of your choosing. As you exhale, imagine you're exhaling a different color, say dark green or some other color of your choosing. Imagine the color you're inhaling is a healing vapor purifying your body as you inhale each breath. And imagine the dark color as a vapor that's taking with it all impurities, sickness, pain, 
or negative feelings as you exhale. So in this example, you'd be breathing in neon purple and exhaling dark green. That's my usual color combo for this practice. If you don't want color or you're unable to visualize color, see if you can accomplish white and black. Another interesting alteration of this technique you can try that I found to be really useful is when you inhale, imagine you're taking your first color in through the crown of your head, the central top, and then exhale your other color out from underneath you, below your spine where your root chakra lies. In this version, you'll be visualizing your first color coming in through your crown, down through your spinal column, purifying your entire body as it travels through and out from underneath you. Imagine all pain, discomfort, disease, bad feelings, whatever you wish, being removed as you exhale your second color. You can also try reversing it, inhaling from your root chakra and purifying upward through your body and exhaling out through your crown. Or you could try altering back and forth, up and down. See if switching up brings different effects. This is a really awesome exercise that if you get comfortable and do regularly, you will not be disappointed. I found both of these color breathing exercises to be useful when I first started meditating as it forced me to be more involved and gave me something more to focus on. It actually helped me concentrate more and made meditation less of a chore when I was first starting out. It also began to show me results pretty quickly. Similar to when I practiced Qigong, these color breathing techniques always leave me feeling really refreshed and replenished. And let me know how it goes for you. I'm interested to learn other people's experiences with these. The next exercise is a bit more involved, but definitely worth it. Here you'll be identifying behavioral patterns and burning any unwanted ones with fire. Oh yeah! So for an entire week, get surgically precise about being conscious of your daily routines from the time you rise until you go to sleep. Morning rituals, daily routines, all of it. What types of food you eat and when. Is it always at the same time? Do you stop at the same coffee shop or newsstand every day? Do you go for a morning jog or go to the gym every day after work? Take notice of any patterns of thought, physical patterns and habits you see, internal dialogue, or things you tell yourself. And be honest with yourself. We all have internal dialogue and some of the time, or even much of the time, it's not always positive things we think about and tell ourselves. Write down everything from your rituals and routines right after you do them. Even if you're busy, this can be done easily with your phone. Again, be surgical and specific about this. If you skip something accidentally, make note of it. After you do this for a work week, revisit anything you skipped. Is there a pattern in things you missed worth taking note of? Perhaps something you don't like or something you're trying to avoid? Something that's not important to you, maybe? Are there unwanted rituals or habits not useful to you in any way? Is there internal dialogue that is in no way beneficial to you or even some that's toxic or negative? Take a look at any and all things done throughout the week that are done just because that's what you usually do, out of habit. Dissect and write all of this down. Now, after the week is over and you've recorded everything and come to some theories and possible conclusions, Attempt to stop some part of your daily routine the following week. It shouldn't be something like smoking or coffee, by the way, as it will have obvious negative physical effects. 
mean, you can if you really want to challenge. That's up to you, I guess. When cessation begins, how hard do you find it to stop? What kinds of feelings and thoughts arise? Write down your thoughts about this. If at the end of the second week you discover things you don't want or don't need in your life, or if the need to continue a certain thing is proving difficult to overcome, find a quiet place, relax and concentrate on any thoughts or feelings that come to mind about this. Now create a visual image in your mind of the thing you wish to rid yourself of or that are proving difficult for you to give up. This image could be a word or a color or a shape, whatever works for you or comes naturally. Now imagine yourself stuffing that visual image into a hollowed out log and throwing the log into the fire as you watch it burn. It's going to be a small campfire or a conflagration, doesn't matter. Think of how the fire looks and smells and feels. Just relax as you visualize it burning up. When you're satisfied and all done, gauge how you feel. Does burning these unwanted things seem to change the power they have? Does your need to continue doing these things change in any way after this? I realize this is a time-consuming and complex exercise, but if you try this, it will bring about change, and if nothing else, give you a deeper understanding and awareness of your behaviors and habits, some of which you may have never second-guessed or even thought about before. If you have a need to understand yourself more thoroughly, if you wish to become more in tune with yourself, this is something you should most certainly try. This is also a good exercise in mindfulness because after you go through the week detailing your daily routines, rituals, and thought patterns, you'll be more aware of them in the future. One of the many benefits of mindfulness is being able to recognize when your thoughts are getting away from you or when your automatic internal dialogue is running non-stop without you really being conscious of it. We all have this, but when we're aware of our thoughts, we can make note of them and we can alter them. Many people don't realize our constant running unchecked thoughts and internal dialogue have massive influence over us because these things get seeded in our subconscious. Much of it we don't even realize is influence, but make no mistake, it is most definitely affecting your life. And if you're saying awful things to yourself all day, if you're living in a fear-based reality tunnel, or if you're always preparing for the next disappointment or catastrophe in your life, these thoughts and feelings are planted in your subconscious and having influence over your conscious behavior. So it's good to be aware and be able to filter what we're thinking about and what we're telling ourselves day in and day out. This exercise will help with that. Now, speaking of getting rid of unwanted thoughts, feelings, memories, or experiences, this next one is similar but not as involved. Try this same log burning technique with any bad memories you have. Any traumatic experiences, invasive thoughts, or things that are eating at you or have the potential to fester and consume. This can include internal dialogue as we're often our own worst critics. Again, be honest with yourself about the negative things you're telling yourself whether it be about your actions, your personality, or your body or your looks. If you don't want to listen to it any longer, if you don't want to remember a bad experience, then don't. Make the thing you wish to banish into a visual image. Vividly imagine what it looks like and especially how it makes you feel, any memories you associate with it, 
put all that pain, discomfort, disgust, or suffering into a word or a shape. Some type of visual image. Now stuff it into the hollowed out log and throw it in the fire. As you watch it burn, imagine all of your pain, heartache, self-doubt, whatever negative feelings you have being burned up in the flames. How does the fire smell and how does it feel? Does anything change after doing this? Try this every day for two weeks or even a month and see if you have different results. See how you feel after six months of doing it every day. Six months may seem like a long time, but how badly do you want change? We all have things within us we wish to be improved or we wish we could expel from our consciousness. And in time, you will see results. This exercise is obviously not as labor-intensive and detailed as the previous one, so honestly, what do you have to lose by trying it? It's five or ten minutes out of your day. Give it a shot. Let me know how it works out for you. So, I realize a lot of what I talked about in recent episodes takes some discipline. And let's be honest, most people are fucking lazy. Over the years, I've grown more lazy and it's become harder and harder for me to keep practices going consistently. One thing I don't want to initiate by endorsing some of these exercises is displeasure or people feeling like they're lacking in some way. There will always be growing pains with altering routine and behavior, but you shouldn't be suffering. Quite the opposite, actually. You should feel good about what you're doing. So, a good way to get you moving if you're feeling especially lazy is by using rewards. Rewarding yourself for exercising, meditating, doing yoga, or whatever the hell it is you're getting into and trying to keep going without falling into loser-slacker mode. Loser-slacker. That's hyphenated. And that's what you'll be unless you start using rewards. I like making up my own hyphenated words. Effective lingo. Anyway, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but certainly set goals for yourself. And when you meet those goals, and only when you meet those goals, have some dessert, relax and watch a film, have a stiff drink, pleasure yourself sexually, or treat yourself to something you really enjoy that you shouldn't be doing frequently. Bribing yourself is a highly effective tool, but you shouldn't do this every single day either. Speaking for myself, lately my reward is just being able to relax for an hour or so at the end of the day because I've been so busy lately. So during the night if I start feeling lazy, I just remind myself I'll be able to chill after the morning comes. And when morning hits and I have dinner, I turn on Bourdain or a film or some YouTube episode I've been wanting to check out. It might not seem like a grand indulgent reward, but when I'm working from the time I rise until I'm about to crash, kicking back for an hour is awesome and much needed. A final note on rewards. Make sure you switch up your rewards. Bi-weekly, perhaps. Over a short time, our brains become used to them, and the rewards that once excited or motivate us no longer do so. Or they become an addiction in and of themselves. So switch your rewards up. That's crucial. Make sure you keep setting your goalposts further, too. That means meditating for 5 minutes, then 8, 10, 15 minutes, etc. as the weeks and months pass. If you're box breathing once a day, kick it up to twice a day or even three times a day as time passes. What I also recommend is adding new practices to see how they affect your mentality and state of being. Experiment constantly. Here's another exercise dealing with internal dialogue. This is about reinforcement. 
over the duration of a week, anytime the opportunity arises, say to yourself, I can or I can do that, no problem. A self-serving positive reinforcement tactic. This can apply to the smallest thoughts, tasks, chores, and also things in your life, up to and including your larger goals, dreams, and desires. You can say this internally, murmur it quietly, or say it out loud, but if you do vocalize it, make sure no one else is around, unless of course you don't care about coworkers or strangers thinking you're a little whacked. I personally go with the muttering option, but I found I talk to myself more and more as the years pass by, so I'm probably losing my mind anyway. This practice is more of a constant thing than it is a once or twice a day thing, so apply it constantly throughout your day or night. You can also be active about it and think of things you wish to positively reinforce. Do you have a project coming up you're nervous about? Perhaps a big exam or a meeting at work with an outcome you're not sure about? A job interview? A blind date? Some new hobby you're getting into or a skill you're trying to acquire? Think of these things and say, I can do that or I got this. Whenever something pops into your head, just tell yourself this. What I usually say is something like, Shit, I can do that, no sweat. It's cake. Now, you may find this practice to be in strict opposition to your normal mode of thinking if you're the type of person who's always telling yourself you're a loser, slacker, or a no-good shit. And even if you are a no-good shit, do this practice every day, all day, anyway, whenever the situation permits. Keep at it no matter how silly or counterintuitive it feels. As I've said before and will say again, apply the old jazz musician attitude of fake it till you make it. It will seem silly at first, but keep in mind that's what all altered behavior feels like at first. You notice any changes in your attitude after a week? Now try it for a month every day and gauge the results compared to the first week. And please let me know how it goes for you. Oh, and for any foreign listeners who don't know silly American expressions, it's cake is short for piece of cake, which just means it's easy. I'm not sure how well known these expressions are around the world, so. Finally, another healing technique, also called grounding, and it's similar to the log burning practice. If you feel your thoughts getting away from you or your emotional state is ripping you to shreds, this is a good practice to adopt. Get into a quiet room where you won't be disturbed, and what you do is visualize any negative feeling, thought, or emotion as energy in your body. Now give that energy a shape and a color, and imagine it as vividly as possible. This can be anything. A spiked sphere, a foggy ball of dark light, a blob of gelatinous sludge, whatever you see and whatever works best for you. Next, imagine this energy being forced down and out of your body through your feet, into the floor or ground, and as it exits, you become a being of bright white light. Visualize the energy going down into the core of the earth, and then rising back up into your feet and into your body is purified, powerful, healing energy. As this happens, try to imagine what it feels like in your body to have this potent energy envelop your entire body. Let it flow through you as it heals and purifies every fiber of your being. How does that feel? How does it feel after a month of practice? 
This is a pretty powerful tool to have at your disposal. Please let me know how you fare with it. For anyone interested, many of these techniques were taken from a book called Hands-On Chaos Magic, and I'll put it in the description and also in the recommendation section of the Reddit page. It's a great book. Definitely pick it up. The author is still alive, so show him some support and actually buy it. Some of these exercises are based on neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP for short. Anyone interested in more info about NLP, let me know and I can recommend some videos and books for you to check out. I'll likely be covering more on NLP in the future because it's a great resource to have in your toolkit for bringing about experimental and experiential change. So, that's about it for tonight. I hope some of you out there try some of these and have as positive results as I've had. If you have any interesting story or feedback about these exercises and how they worked for you or didn't work, please let me know. And I'll talk to you next time. Night, guys.